Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And now, Decoder Ring Theatre presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda! This episode, There Will Be Rain Tonight! I don't understand any of this. In my office. The more I hear about it, the more ridiculous it seems. My office? Now. For the love of God, Fitzroy, these are people's lives they're playing with. What do they think they're doing? This is not a subject for the water cooler, Red Panda. We will talk about it in my office now. True or false, Dieppe is of no strategic importance whatsoever. That is true. Which is just as well, since they couldn't possibly have taken it, and if they did, they couldn't have held it because no one else was coming. You're not under the impression that I planned this mission, are you? Idiotic! And don't give me this line about learning for the day when the proper invasion begins. You know what was learned that will benefit the actual invasion? We learned that Nazi Germany won't spontaneously surrender if you attack one occupied French port, and that if you want to free all of Europe from tyranny, you'd better bring more than 6,000 guys! Are you finished? For mercy's sake, Fitz. Tell me they didn't send thousands of boys to their death to stop Russian pleas for a second front. Only one thing will stop Russia pleading for a second front. A second front. They're getting slaughtered. If Dieppe stopped Mr. Roosevelt from promising them a second front that he has no troops yet to commit to, that would be helpful. But I doubt that that was a consideration. Mountbatten wanted the raid, so it happened. If you want to be angry, there's your boy. Yes, the attack itself was a feat of lunacy, but there was valuable intelligence on German defenses to be gained, and missions planned within the raid that could yet make a difference to us all. Did we gain more intelligence on German defenses than to say we can't get past them? Some. It should go without saying that what I am about to tell you is for your ears only, but just in case you have an inclination to get chatty, don't. You have my attention? These are aerial photographs of installations that ring the coastlines throughout occupied territory. We call them the Black Towers. What are they? No one really knows. They fill no apparent defensive function, but were clearly important enough to devote significant resources to their construction. They appear to have no power supply, yet seem to radiate enormous energy. There are those in the combined chief of staff that will tell you they can be nothing more or less than another example of Hitler's lunacy. But... But intelligence suggests that they were designed by and installed at the order of your old friend, Friedrich von Schlitz. There was some thought that they might be part of a network designed to control the weather, but we have good data on the unit that's working on that project, and their flow of funds and personnel does not suggest that there has been a breakthrough. The Nazis are trying to control the weather? We're all trying, Lieutenant. If one side could bring down planes and sink ships without risking men or machines, 
but no one seems to be getting anywhere, and we don't believe that these towers are part of that attempt. I tend to agree. It's too pedestrian for von Schlitz. His rise to power has been based in his ability to fuse modern science with the lost arts of dark magic. If this network of towers is capable of radiating energy of that kind, they could render all other forms of coastal defense obsolete. Eventually freeing up valuable resources, yes. And what is worse, such a thing might make any kind of landing in France completely impossible. Ever. How close is the Black Tower system to completion? As far as we can tell, it's been complete for months. So the landing at Dieppe... Yes. The odds were actually worse than the papers reported. My God. Which raises an interesting story, also unknown to the journalists covering the story. There were a number of small commando units within the larger attack, meant to quickly gather data on the radar, sonar, anything we could get, and make it back to England. The riskiest mission, with the least certain reward, was to get inside the local Black Tower and make it back with any information that would give the Allies a chance at identifying their purpose and overcoming it. Who did they get for that? I hoped you might ask. The charge of the unit was given to a particularly able young captain who has shown something of a flair for daring do. He was pulled from his regiment and allowed to form his own team. I think I hate where this is going. Do you recognize this face? His name is Parker. Andy Parker. A police detective. He was one of my agents. I suspected as much. No, I had no particular data on your network. You've always been most uncooperative where that was concerned. I'm glad to hear it. But it was the men that Parker selected that really got my attention. Men he didn't train with, didn't serve with. Men that, as far as anyone could tell, he had never even met. Pulled from almost every Toronto unit. Sergeant Eugene Tully. Mac. Private Robert Kirby. Ace. Morris Brody. Tank. Joseph MacDonald. Edward Minsk. You can see the list for yourself. Great Caesar's ghost. My theory, and it is just a theory, you understand, is that given the opportunity to put together his own team, Captain Parker assembled a squad of more than two dozen fellow agents of the Red Panda and tried to take that tower. This is the part where you drop the act and tell me what happened. No one knows. You understand that it might be weeks before there's any real idea of what happened on the ground, and even then, Parker's unit was on its own. We may never know. All we can say for certain now is that not one of them made it back to the landing craft. None of your men left France. They may have been captured. Many men were. They may all be dead. I don't believe that, Colonel. My agents are resourceful. Parker would have found a way. If some of them lived, they found their way into a gulag. That's for certain. We don't know who lived and who died. Right now, we have a general idea of where the prisoners are. Before long, they will have been dispersed to prison camps. Who knows how many and where? If this is going to happen, it has to happen now. Colonel Fitzroy, are you sending me after them? Who else? Thank you. I want to be clear. I am sending you after any information that they may have regarding the Black Tower system. This is not a rescue mission. You have no objection to my bringing them back, though. I object to the notion of you tromping around occupied France with 20 men in tow because you didn't have the heart to leave any of them behind. I'm sending Lieutenant James with you to keep you from losing the plot. Colonel, please. Doc Rocket is... Perfectly capable. And the most experienced agent available and going on this mission, whether you go or stay. Which will it be? 
Think we both know the answer to that? Very good. You have one hour to gather any gear you think you might need, then report to your transport. Here are your orders. Thank you, sir. Red Panda, good hunting. I must say, I'm a little surprised at how calm you are about this. Surprised or disappointed? Disappointed. You're pretty cute when there's steam coming out of your ears. Thanks. Is uh, that what you're wearing? It bothers me that this is what you choose to take issue with. Yes, I'm wearing fatigues. Part of my twin desire is to blend in with the prisoners and not be shot as a spy. Well, it's not really your color, but you know best. You know I'm not buying any of this routine, don't you? Stop it! I was up all night at the paper. I'm just this side of hysterical, and it won't help you to pack if I'm crying like a little girl. These are our friends. Of course, you have to go get them. Fitzroy might be right. I might not be able to bring them back. Or you might not find them. Or there might be nothing left to find. Let's not focus on worst-case scenarios. There are too darn many of them. Well, one way or another, I won't be gone long. There are six different extraction plans, and they all have me back here in less than two weeks. All right, that's enough tempting fate for you for one day. People have been trying to kill me every day for the last twelve years. And today is not the day to get sloppy, now, is it? No, ma'am. I love you, you know. I know. You can't help it. I'm adorable. Yes, you are. I have to go. Promise me that you'll sleep. I don't think I've got much choice. Editor Pearly wants me back at my desk in a few hours, and I've got a city to patrol all by myself tonight. You should eat something. Well,、oh, boy, can I ever not do that? Are you all right? You turned quite green just now. I probably just got a little bug. I'll shake it off. Should I call the? Nope, nope. You shouldn't call the doctor. Don't baby me. You're the one who's about to take on Nazi Germany. Well, maybe not quite all of them. You will if I know you. Now get out of here before I change my mind and chain you up in the crime lab. Yes, boss. <laughs> Well, well. So you have a face under that mask after all. I never would have guessed, Augie. Don't look so pleased with yourself, Wentworth. I'll be hypnotizing you as soon as we get back. I knew you'd be a charming companion. You're a traveling light, old boy. I suppose so. Not much room for fancy gear in these soldier suits.、Mm, quite. Rocket, you've got a guilty look on your face. Well, I don't mean to. Not entirely. What have you done? Nothing very much, I swear. See. This is the new variant on the Dynamo Zap Gun. Looks just like a regular automatic pistol, doesn't it? If you don't look too closely, I suppose. Remember to set it to self-destruct if you're captured. That's awfully dour, even for you. We might need to allow ourselves to be taken prisoner in order to find my men. Hmm. I despise this plan already. The nice thing about martial arts is you never have to worry about your weapons being confiscated. The nice thing about my Zap Gun is it can melt through the armor on a Panzer. There is that. I have expected to see you hauling that new battle suit rocket pack of yours onto the plane. Don't be ridiculous. No subtlety. What have you done?、Mm, nothing very much. Tap my back between the shoulder blades. What have you got in there? The new James Mini Pack. 
falls down to be virtually invisible under a set of clothes, but packs quite a punch in a pinch. That's a charming slogan. You'll make a wonderful car salesman after the war. Flying cars, perhaps. A rose by any other name. Seriously, though, without a fuel tank... Oh, it isn't any good for a sustained flight. A few seconds at best, with a self-charger that renews in about six hours. But it'll give us a short-hop capability for emergencies. Us? Well, me. I didn't think to pack one for you. I'm crushed. What if you're captured? Pull this cord and it breaks free, flies straight up, and explodes at its maximum height. And brings the whole German army down on our heads. In this particular scenario, we're already being captured, yes? It's an interesting point. You just don't like playing with other people's toys. I can't believe you didn't bring any of your own. Yes, well... What did you do? See these boots? Look like any regular combat boot, yes? If you don't look too closely, I suppose. Static shoes. No! Yes, very comfortable, too. I may switch to boots full-time. Makes it tougher to change in a phone booth. I was never entirely clear on why someone would do that. Looks like the plane is almost ready. As long as we're on the subject, what do I call you if you're captured? What? Well, they didn't put August Fenwick on your identity tags, did they? You know, I never thought to look. Apparently I'm... George Flynn. Yeah, lacks a certain ring, doesn't it? It really does. They're waving us over. It looks like it's time to go. Look! Isn't that Sullivan? Who? One of Fitzroy's junior officers. Skittish little fellow. Surprised he's been allowed out of the house. He's headed this way. Better hang back. He won't even recognize you without a society paper. Right. Lieutenant James, I'm glad I caught you, sir. Hello, Sully, old boy. What's that you've got there? No idea, sir. There's some gear sent by the colonel. Says you'll know what it's for when it's time, but not to open it until you're on the ground. The colonel does like a mystery, doesn't he, Sully? I suppose so, sir. Well, I'd best be off. Keep an eye on the place, will you? What's that? Oh, <laughs> of course, sir. Thank you. Uh, goodbye, Lieutenant James. Ooh, I'd prefer a good luck if it's all the same. Of course. Sorry, sir. Good luck, sir. Thanks, my boy. I have a feeling I shall need it. Baxter! For the love of St. Thomas Aquinas, tell me that the police beat column is finally done. It's on Helen's desk, Mr. Purley. It ain't exactly Shakespeare, but it's done. Hey, you all right, kid? You look a little green around the gills. I'm all right. I just can't tell if it's morning or night is all. This whole Dieppe story's been running the entire staff ragged. Why don't you head home? Don't treat me like I'm delicate. As if I would. Truth of the matter is, I'm not feeling much better than you look. And if I happen to fall down, I'd like to know that my best reporter is back on her feet. So, get some shut-eye and come back when you're more like yourself. I'd argue with you, but I'm too tired to think of a better retort than, oh yeah? Another reason why I don't need you in my newsroom just now. Sleep. That's an order. One side, everyone. Please. What's the meaning of this? Who are you? Whoa! Why is there a troop of armed soldiers in my newsroom? Mrs. Baxter Fenwick? Yeah? Come with us. Now, hold on here. You can't walk in here and strong-arm my report. It's all right, Tim. It's, uh, it's a story I've been working on. Then it can wait. No, it can't. Men, get Mrs. Baxter Fenwick into the car. I can get myself in the car. Not fast enough, you can't. Go. Now. Drive. Where to, ma'am? Just Drive. Alert me to any sign of trouble. It's soundproof. You can relax, if you'd like. 
All right, Captain, what's the rumpus? That had to be the least subtle entrance of all time. You are familiar with the term secret identity, aren't you? There wasn't time. You haven't played hero this long without learning to vamp. I'm sure you can explain that away in the morning. <laughs> has Fitzroy finally lost his mind? Colonel Fitzroy is dead. What? Dead? I'm sorry. Did I break your train of thought? You were complaining about something. What happened? A man walked up to him in the street and shot him in the forehead. Twice. Two hours ago. Who was a shooter? We don't know yet. He tried to run. I shot him and pulled the cyanide pill out of his hand before he could swallow it. So why aren't you beating the truth out of him somewhere right now? He can wait. Wait? Why? And why frog march me into a staff car? At the same time as the colonel was being murdered, an explosive blast ripped through a university physics lab. Fourteen people were killed, including Professor Maximilian Wiseman. Molecule Max? They got Dark Angel six minutes later in his apartment. The Green Guardian's car exploded three minutes after that. Dear God. The precise chronology is a little bit difficult to relate from that point on. Suffice it to say that within 20 minutes of the first shot being fired, every home team agent on Canadian soil was dead. Or worse. No. no. What is this? What kind of mind games are you playing? We have an impromptu morgue set up. I'll take you by later to see the bodies for yourself, but we haven't got time just now. Somehow, the Nazis knew the civilian identity of every hero working for the home team. The attack was the most coordinated I've ever seen, and the only thing that prevents our failure from being total is the fact that I've got two agents in the air on their way to occupied France right now. My God. The mission was last minute. They may have thwarted the attack just by virtue of their absence, but we have no way of contacting them. The mission is on strict radio silence. Are you going to order them back? I can't order them anywhere. The home team no longer exists. We have been decommissioned, and yes, that did happen rather fast. We are, at the moment, a rogue unit. Swell. You two have never been good with rules and regulations. You must have a way of contacting the Red Panda. We have to warn him. Well, there's my radio ring, but he's hundreds of miles out of range. I can't even be sure that he took his with him. It's the only chance we've got. You have to boost the signal. I'm the danger and daring do half of the equation. The mad professor is the one in the airplane. Maybe the genie can help me. The genie is gone. They got him too? No. The ministry came and took him away instantly. I have no idea if he's been reassigned, sent back to prison, or shot on general principles. I may be able to find out, but it'll take time. Time we don't got. Our regular mad scientist lost his marbles a couple months ago. There has to be someone. Maybe there is. Have them swing this bucket by the museum, and let me know if you see a nice clean phone booth I can change in. All right, I think I've got this sussed out. I've boosted the power as much as humanly possible, but for the signal to carry that far, I have to bounce it off the upper atmosphere back down to the plane. Well, that sounds all right. Yes, except we're only guessing at where the plane might be. Even with the precise data, it's a bit like trying to hit a particular blade of grass with a cricket ball. My best solution is to send a million cricket balls. I've got my equipment in the tower making minute adjustments every 20 seconds and then sending the coded message again. How will we know if he gets it? Unless he's got an identical communications tower set up in his pocket watch, we won't. All we can do is keep shouting and pray that we get his attention. Thanks, Doc. I owe you one. You owe me four. But who's counting? Are you ever going to introduce me to your little friend? That's a bit awkward. Dr. Anna Chronopolis, this is the captain. That's it? That's all I got. Captain will be fine. This laboratory is very impressive, Doctor. My father's work, mostly. Though I have been keeping things warm for him. How is he doing? About the same. He still thinks I'm you sometimes. 
I suppose I should be flattered, but it stings. He has good days, and bad days. I only wish I were more equipped to carry on his more unique work. Can I ask how your transmitting equipment is repositioning itself so quickly, and without your guidance? Ah, that's my little contribution to our work. It's just a matter of designing the correct logic algorithm and setting it in motion. I've always been frightfully good with automatons. Really? How good? Scary good. Or would you have preferred false modesty? Bandit, this is Hellcat. Bring down the package. Over. Roger that. Over and out. The package? I think I hate this. Who was in the trunk, Captain? Lieutenant John Archer, a.k.a. John Doe. He was one of Captain Clockwork's mechanical men. Or at least that's how he started out. The Nazis blew up his house. His wife was killed. He was badly damaged in the blast and more so in the fire. He refused to leave her. He didn't stop screaming for an hour and he hasn't moved since. We have no resources and no hope of saving him if you can't do it. So, no pressure. I think my father had some specs on some early clockwork models. I'll look them over and see what I can do. I make no promises. He's a good man, Anna. We've lost a lot of friends today. I promise that I'll try. When they get him down here, put him on the large table. I need to gather a few things from storage. Excuse me. So now what? Now nothing. Now we wait. What about that creep that shot Fitz? Do you think he'll talk? How many of Archangel's men ever did? And this operation was a cut above. Besides, we know who sent him. This isn't a murder mystery. Yes, it is. Whoever leaked those records to the Nazis is a real killer. That narrows the suspects down to hundreds of men and women in dozens of departments. You know about that, do you? The single set of records that bred like bunnies. What do you know about it? Enough. We spent a year tracking down all the copies of Gus's file and replacing them with boys' own adventures. We could tell you where a file was copied from by which crazy story... Wait. What is it? If the Razzis got hold of a set of home team personnel records... They must have. It's the only explanation. Then they didn't have anything on us. There wasn't a single file out there that said August Fenwick was a red panda. Even the one at base. Squirrel, what is it? Captain, was Colonel Fitzroy the only staffer that was targeted? Yes. I still don't understand it. If you're trying to destroy public morale by targeting high-profile men like superheroes, why risk the operation going after a career intelligence agent John Q. Public has never heard of? Because they thought they were killing the Red Panda. Come on, let's go find us a Judas. Robert Sullivan? What's that? Who's there? Perhaps it's just your conscience, Robert Sullivan. Step out of the shadows. Are you sure I'm even in those shadows, Sullivan? I can hear your voice. Step out or I'll shoot. Shoot a helpless girl hiding in the shadows. You would too, wouldn't you? Step into the light. What if it's only my voice in the shadows? What if I'm really... Above your head with a garrote? What? <laughs> Drop the gun, punk. Think I can't hold you in the air long enough to hang you like this, Sullivan? Because I know I can. And I will. If you speak one word of a lie, do you understand? <coughs> you betrayed your unit and your country, Sullivan. You helped those Nazi pigs to slaughter real heroes. Why? I did nothing. You can't make me confess. You don't have to confess, Sullivan. You're the only person in over a month who signed into the records room where the home team personnel records were kept. And those records were the only ones that said that the Red Panda was really Colonel Archibald Fitzroy. The Colonel? 
That's right. A little game, Sullivan. And I feel bad for my part in it, but not nearly as bad as you're about to feel. He's ready to talk! Captain! Thank goodness you're here. This lunatic... I have no time for your lies, Sullivan. Another false word, and I blow the other kneecap off. Understood? Oh, God! None of that. One more moan, one more cry, one more tiny dollop of blasphemy, and I will make you wish that you had never been born. You will answer my questions and nothing more. Who was your contact? I'm sorry. I'm so very sorry. I didn't know about the colonel. Your contact! Now! I couldn't. Couldn't resist her power. No man could. The Nazis sent her to take over. Take over Archangel's operations. Von Schlitz selected her himself from outside the party. She's not even German. The name, Sullivan. Night. Night. Nightshade. He's still alive, but he's out cold. What's going to happen to him? He'll tell me everything he knows one way or another. And I'll leave just enough of him to hang for treason. Can't have his family not know what he was. Might have to invent a less spectacular crime. But we have to know about this nightshade first. I might be able to help there. How so? I met her once. She blew up the zeppelin I was on. It's kind of a story. I'm sure. You're going to talk yourself right into a conscription, you know. Drafted? Into a rogue unit? I'm hoping Corporal Sullivan will help us lift that status. He and I are going to have a little chat. Dr. Anna will be all night working on John Doe. You look tired. Getting a little sick of people telling me that. I've got a detail at your home. I'll reinforce it for tonight. Get some sleep if you can. I'll let you know as soon as we've got word that the Red Panda's plane has turned back to England, and I'll debrief you on this nightshade in the morning. I've got a city to patrol. Not tonight. You fall off a rooftop, and I'll have to shoot an awful lot of kneecaps to make up for what you never got a chance to tell me. I get the feeling that you wouldn't mind. I wouldn't. But we should save the bullets if we can. There is a war on, you know. You know what I hate about these long flights? What's that? I say, do you know what I hate about these long flights? Everything? Ah! You guessed it in one. We've been spending too much time together. That's what I keep saying. You don't hear something, do you? You mean besides the relentless droning of the engines and you? Yes, like short bursts of static. Now that you mention it, I think I do. They seem to be coming from you, old boy. What? My radio ring. Why ever did you bring that? Quiet. It must be a signal. At this range? Impossible. The Nazis must be using a similar... I can barely... It's definitely a coded signal. I just... I can't... Oh, my God. What is it? Doc Rocket, quickly, we have to... And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda. This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained within are the property of their author and creator, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Dakota Ring Theater through arrangement with him. 
These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theatre brings you the latest thrilling developments in the world of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you that DecoderRingTheatre.com is your address to adventure. The Red Panda Adventures, Episode 72, There Will Be Rain Tonight, was written and directed by Greg Taylor, with original music by Andrea Lyons, and featured the vocal talents of Stephen Burley, Robert Westgate, Kevin Robinson, Peter Nickel, Hero Van Harten, Julie Tripp, Clarissa Dunederlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Ah, Saturday's Story Circle in the Mutual Audio Network. A time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with adventure, humor, and fun. Speaking of family-friendly, have you listened to Bells in the Bathroom? Catch it on Friday Follies and every other week on Sunday Showcase. It's a time for the family to gather together and enjoy tales filled with stinky puns, odd characters, and bizarre plots, such as they are. Bells in the Bathroom on the Mutual Audio Network. It will have your family going around in circles.